Welcome to episode 66 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Thanks for choosing to listen to us for another week. An average-sized week coming at you with, unfortunately, some more news from the world of doping, alongside some quick 10k times from France and some fast five-mile racing in Battersea. Alongside that, we'll do our usual recaps of the week, answer a listener question, and Shane potentially is going to give us his session of the week, which has been his session of the week for the last three weeks now, so we might get there. But before we do all of that, in a week where sub-zero temperatures have taken their icy grip on the UK, let me welcome to the show a man who has had a frustrating year so far and does anything but chill on his easy runs. How's the weather over there in Wales, Joshua? Uh, that's that's a good one. That's one of my favourites. Do you know what? Actually, it, it's very mild today. I, um, I ran this morning in a jacket. Oh, well, lunchtime in a jacket. I was very warm. But the rest of the week, well, last week was pretty horrendous. But we didn't get any snow, actually, which was quite quite nice. Yeah, it's no joke. Anyway, let me welcome my other co-host for the evening, the winner of the 2014 Newton's Fraction Half Marathon. Have you been slipping around this week, Shane? No, I, I've got a grip on life. Good I think we'll start this week with, with Josh because... He's been so excited about announcing he's been hitting 100-mile weeks again. We might as well hear how that went, and then we can pull it to shreds as usual. If you insist. Right. <clears throat> so, Monday morning. So, uh, if you remember, if you listened last week, um, I did half a Telford, as did Shane the day before. So, actually, I was pretty. I had quite a down week. And I was pretty fresh because I haven't really done anything to justify it. So Monday morning, uh, I dropped Maddie off um, pretty early and did six miles, 7.45s, 6.36s. So as Aaron said, it was very cold last week. Um, but yeah, that was not really much to report there. Then I, I was a bit... Uh, Inspired isn't the word. I was motivated because Steph, my boss, uh, was running at lunch. I was like, oh, I'll just go and get my double done now. So doubled by, what, half one? Done for the day. It's quite good. And I've captioned this, fully utilised one outfit for my run. Because I didn't realise I had a, a meeting at nine o'clock, which I hadn't showered. So I still had my running stuff on. And then I just stayed in it. Do you ever do that? It's quite grim, but. Not when I'm sat at my desk all day. <laughs> so <laughs> I did my second one in the same outfit and then I did get a shower. But um, yeah, quite grim. But should explain, explain the title to us. Oh, it's a central sea line. So what? It's two... Oh my God, it's going to be lost on me. There's a song called Six for Six by Central Sea. That's my second six mile run. And I was listening to it on my phone. There's nothing else really. Yeah. If you've not heard of it, listen to his album. I think it's really funny this year. Central C. Yes. It, what, I'm disappointed it? you've not heard that, Aaron. I think that'd be right at you. UK. Yeah. Okay. Um, but 
I yeah, average six twenty fours for that, and I actually felt really really chill. Um, and again, I think it comes back to because I did quite an easy week the week before and didn't really utilize it. So Tuesday lunchtime, I had five miles. I didn't run in the morning because it was so cold, and I was like, "There's no chance I'm getting out." Um, so I did five miles, six nineteens, and I've captioned this felt much slower than that. So that was meant to be like a recovery run, and I genuinely just felt really, really comfortable. Um, like I was, I the way I sort of judge the paces for these is one like feels like a jog, and one feels like an easy run, or like a like a run. Uh, I had so my what, watch under my jacket. So what so feels it, like a jog? That felt like a jog. And what feels like an easy run? Like six, six times, <laughs> six fifteens. Wow, wait for my week, well, and, I, and you, you'll learn. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I know. I, I think my last mile was six minute mile, and I was very, very surprised by that actually, because I genuinely didn't think it was anywhere near as fast as that. Um. So yeah, that was um, that was my sort of shakeout, and then I had uh three mile, two mile, one mile in the evening, and I didn't really know where to do it because there's quite a few roads which are icy, and roads around here in the dark aren't the best. Uh, anyway so I just jumped on the treadmill and I've never really I, I I never really run on the treadmill like it's very very rare so I warmed up was fine the calibration of my watch was horrendous so disregard all paces um, I think I ran like 640s for the warm up then it maxed out at 5 minute miling which was actually fine because I, I normally sort of try and run sort of 455 to 5 minute pace on those so yeah, just five minutes for three miles, five minutes for t- two, five minutes for one. Felt all right. It's it was a bit of a shock running that pace straight away on the treadmill because I think I've never really run quick on a treadmill, and for the first sort of thirty seconds, I felt like I was flat out sprinting, and then it is weird because then two miles later you feel like pretty comfortable. So Why didn't it, you just start at like five tens for the three mile? Uh, well, I was going to start at fives and then cut down, but then when I tried to cut down, it wouldn't go any faster. Oh, you didn't realise before you started that it wouldn't go faster? No, no, no. I, I put it on five. I thought if I do five five minutes of that, then the two mile, I was probably going to do like a mile at fives, mile at 4.55, and then the last mile at like, say, 4.55. Um, so I've, I've got a question for you. As, hmm. um, as now the only one of this trio who actually does double days, I know Aaron used to back when he used to be a runner, um so how how do you find like going into sessions and double day run off of like five six hours in between i would rather do it off more mm. but i think i'd rather not run it when it was i think it was like minus four minus five on that day so yeah. i didn't run that early i don't think my session my session was at seven o'clock yeah so. yeah to be fair like you'd that's okay. And I mean, even a day before when you're two easy runs. You only oh, that was fine. If it's an easy run, it doesn't really bother me. It's only, I don't particularly like doing it if I've got a session. Um, do, you do, but... do you do anything like in between? So like, if you know, if you know you're only going to have like five hours or six hours, do you, do you focus more on like nutrition or stretching or mobility or anything? Or do you just not bother? Mm, I normally do sort of five, 10 minutes before every run anyway. Or like okay. mobility so like even if i was if i was running at seven in the morning i'd still do five ten minutes do you know what 
I think the last time I did it double with the easy run being the morning for the session was probably about 2017. <laughs> I always do it the other way, other way around. So session yeah. in the morning or at lunch and then do my easy double later on. I just, yeah, I think probably when I was maybe doing track sessions at Lincoln was the last time I doubled that way around. I, just... I don't like doing it that the that way to be honest. I did it the week I think last week, maybe. Um and it wasn't a big session and I just feel so sluggish in the morning. Mm. So I definitely, definitely prefer to do it in the evening. Um so yeah, so I did three mile warm down as well. So that was a reasonably reasonably big big day. So that'd have been what, three to six. How, one sec, how did you find a three mile cool down on the treadmill? Oh, I was, I just went on my phone. I it's the worst part. It's so yeah, it is. I agree, and I did it again on Thursday, which was probably even worse. I always cut it. I always yeah. cut it short to like. I always intend to do three mile, then I get yeah, to that mile and half mile. I'm done. I'm going in. I think I have a feeling on Tuesday I might have been watching the football or something because I was doing something which was keeping me slightly preoccupied. There was a football. Thursday. I I didn't have that, which was awful. Um. So yeah. So that was um. Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, again, I didn't didn't run on the morning. It was so cold, and obviously I'd done that session quite late, so I didn't. I gave myself a little bit of extra time. So Shane, this is your easy sort of just run pace. So twelve miles, five fifty sixes. But <clears throat> what I've done, <clears throat> I think I did this the other day. We start from mine. The first, I think, mile two miles, just go uphill, and then you've got like six miles downhill. It's lovely. And then you kind of your legs just. Sorry, you, your first mile was six twenty three, right? Which is, I don't think I can ever do that. Anyone forty five feet up though. One hundred forty five <laughs> foot up. That's you. You can't. You can't deny. You must like ignore the rest of the run. I'm going to say it's easy. Yeah, you know, six minute mileing for someone your ability. Yeah, should be a fairly comfortable pace to run at. But 6.23, first mile, 145 foot uphill. Cannot be comfortable. That cannot be a jog or easy. Do, do, you, know what, do you know what it is, though? It's For runs like that, I'll warm up more. So I will do more. Like I don't do drills or strides or anything, but I will make sure I'm pretty warm, like rolled and stuff. I, I couldn't but, do, it. <laughs> do, you know what it, do you know what it is, though? I thought about this as well. And I think you get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. You really, you really do because a year ago I'd have never, I couldn't break seven minute mile in for my first mile. Like I couldn't get near it. Um, I looked actually, it popped up a day a year ago today. I was in Flagstaff, I think my first mile was seven thirty, and obviously it's altitude, but um, yeah, you really do get used to it. So, um, why would you and want, I, why would you want to get used to it? Well, that's generally the sort of the pace I I feel like I'm running. At that pace, I don't feel like I'm running at seven a mile or seven thirty. So what do you think you're doing by doing twelve miles at five fifty sixes over and above doing it at six fifty fives? Well, it's more that effort, isn't it? What so effort? when Rob Rob says to me, "Run like what feels easy," that at the minute feels easy. But what's the purpose of the run? Well, I don't know. I'm not a coach. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at this sort of run and, and I see it with a place, especially, you know, if you're building into a marathon the day after a session, 
doing 12 miles that isn't actually at your recovery that serves as a good stimulus that that double day that those two days back to back i think there's nothing wrong with that um, good because i've got another one later in the week yeah um <laughs> obviously within reason but you still need to recover from it and again that run to be fair you know you obviously go uphill hard for the first two miles and your next four or five miles to feral downhill. I can understand oh, how lovely. that would feel quite comfortable. Uh, the only danger is towards the end when you start going back uphill. Like what is your yeah. real time work rate? Like the, the last sort of three miles for that, when you start climbing back up again, is that too hard or is it not? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Like, and that is probably the danger on some of them at the end. I potentially do sneak into that it probably gets out of easy and when i realize that i do try and back off because i, I genuinely do realize i'm probably pushing like pushing that a little bit hard on the effort um so thursday i think it was the coldest day of them all so i did five mi- miles in the morning uh 6 wore two pairs of trousers for that it was, i think it was minus seven here that's probably the coldest i don't remember running much colder than that in the uk uh, and then jumped on the treadmill again in the evening. So had eight by 1200. So I went to a different gym. I found a treadmill, which went a bit faster. Um, so I just banged this on three minutes per K. Um, and yeah, just sort of plodded along really. But like, yeah, like Aaron said, the warm down, I did three miles and that was real. That was a real drag. How so, long the session? Um, oh yeah you missed it yeah seven yeah i what what happens is my i put my watch on treadmill mode then the warm-up is way too quick so then i calibrate it and then i do the session the session's way too slow so I recalibrate it and then the warm down's stupidly quick again so i don't really understand i think you miscalculated you said cheeky 19 mile day but i think it's 18 isn't it um five in the morning three up and down so you're on 11 seven mile session 18 uh, maybe I did. Heating yourself. It should be it should be six points. The session was six point six, I think. Again, yeah. if anyone needs any accountancy work, we'll we'll we'll, we'll round them up. We'll round well, up. when it comes to you later in the week, you might have not actually hit hundred miles, mate. I was hundred and one. <laughs> don't worry. Yeah, I know, but I don't. Think, <laughs> I think you've done and you've added an extra one point something. Might have to go back out. <laughs> um. So yeah, that was Thursday. So again, quite late. I didn't, I started the tre- uh the session. Well, I started my warm up at quarter to seven. I didn't finish my warm down till what twenty uh, quarter to nine. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. Um, so Friday, ten. I had ten miles recovery. So I did six thirty fives. Went in the evening. It was just the yeah, that's the end run of that day. And then Saturday, I had twelve miles easy. So went out with Sam. Um. And uh, he's not probably so fit, so he did struggle a little bit. But that was average five fifty fours. What do you mean? Actually, by, Aaron. Actually, well, hey, that was quite hard for him. He stopped at six miles and was like, "I'm going to jog back." Yeah, he said to me. He texted me afterwards and was like, "I know people take the piss when you say it's easy, but you were chatting the whole time and you sounded easy, or something along them lines." Yeah, I won't. I I could rant about that, but I'll not do that today. I'll save some time. (laughs) Um, so that was Saturday, and then Sunday I had four miles at like long run pace, ten miles steady, which was 
like five thirties and then four miles long, uh, like long run pace again. Um, so the, it was really the block in the middle. Um, and I wasn't really sure what shoes to wear for this. I was debating wearing turbos, but I ended up wearing alpha flies and I mean, that's you just, that's so good. Really? So I did the first four miles, 601, 555, uh, sorry, 551, 551, 546. And then I started, I started at like 4.2, um, but the, the 10 mile block was 5340. So a little bit quicker, but I kind of just sort of just ran off effort really. I kind of, I gauged after a mile what it was and then sort of just carried on running. Um, and then the last four miles just went, what did it go? Uh, 540, 38, 46, 40. So it ended up being 18 miles, 5.33s. So not too bad. You forget nice. you forget that you posted your plan in the group. So let me just remind you of the plan. 10 miles. At I've just said it. Yeah, but 10 miles at 5.30s. Yeah. And you ran at 5.20s for most of it. Yeah. So let's go back to your coach having a plan for you. Why did yeah. you think you need to go 10 seconds quicker than he, he said? I just already explained that. You didn't, though. Well, I said I just ran off the effort that felt after the first mile. Yeah, but you've talked about this before. I don't, I don't have laps on my watch. You don't have so, laps on your watch? No. So I could see it was like 5.25 for most of it. So what's the and point? then it snowed down to 5.22. So what's the point in him giving you a, a session that he thinks is right for you? I, but it's a okay. It's it's a minute what fifteen faster than what he wanted for ten miles in the whole scheme of it. That's that's, that's pretty... different. Marathon pace and half marathon pace almost. That's a lot to be yeah. fair. Yeah, but at that intensity, it's not really that much. It is because if it... you said it was five minute miling to four fifties, then yeah, fair enough. No, it's, it still is at that intensity because when you've been running for 50 minutes, you, you're you accumulating an element of fatigue. So you don't just go from like one energy system to the next energy system. It's like a sliding scale. So at, at any point, all of your energy systems are in place. So what happens when you sort of, when you fatigue where, with duration? So if you were on a treadmill running 5.30s, 5.20s, whatever, towards the end of that, you're starting to go out of that sort of zone. Um, I mean, you may not have done. There's no way to measure that in real time, really, unless you've got a lactate stick or whatever with you. But <clears throat> there is a danger, like, for a lot of runners when they just always hit that upper echelon of pace zones, as, especially for marathon runners, as that duration increases, they think they're getting better adaptations when they're actually not, if that makes sense. Um, because that 10 seconds per mile really does add up, especially as distance increases. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's more the fact you've done 18 miles averaging 5.33s and he's told you to run 10 at 5.30s. So you've basically done 18 of what he wants you to do 10 at. And that's, as as, as Shay said, it's fine, but where's this go? Like, how many weeks are you out from London? 19, I think. Yeah, but I've got two pretty easy weeks now. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's 18 miles. I mean, it's good that you can run it at this stage, but you just don't want to peak in 10 weeks' time. You want to peak in 19 weeks' time. So I just hold back a bit, I would say. 
I know you you like to run faster. You want to run fast every time, but yeah, it I might be worth holding back a little bit. There's also an element of, and again, I won't run because it'll be far too long. When we do run quicker, we all like we all like it, but that that feeling we get quite often, unless you are, I mean, you're right, five minutes to four fifty, you're clearly crossing physiological zones. That's quite a lot. When you're at 530 to 5.20, sometimes the difference in that perception of why it feels good, it's, it's purely like a, a dopamine here, isn't it? It's We just feel good doing it. We see better times. We set up, see better splits. And I may get into that when I go through my week. But anyway, um, still a good run. Impressive run. And good week. Mm. Please, 100 miles, you're back. Thanks. So, Average 604s. Most important start of the week. It is, but as I've just said, I think you might go need to look at some of your treadmill stats. I think you might. Yeah, even if you take a mile out, it's still at 100. Nah, I reckon you're about 655. (laughs) Aaron can uh, can ratify those results later. Um, Just one last thing. I just quickly looked at your long run. Four miles at the end. 159 Mm. feet up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's because the first four were downhill out of five forties we need to get yeah. you into martin marathon debate i had to i had to stop as well because some woman pulled out a car onto the path it's probably stood still for about five seconds you were really really tired i've got enough <laughs> i've got a question for you um because i think you're quite good at doing these runs and as the sessions go even like 20, 22 mile sessions, you can almost hit marathon pace or goal marathon pace, what you're mm. wanting to run. So what do you think you need to do in the next 19 weeks to enable you to actually hit that goal marathon pace on race day? Um, I think that's not, I would answer that differently normally, but I think this whole block's going to be different because I said to, I met, I said to Rob, I was like, Oh, sort of are we really like are we starting the block this week and he was like what block and uh i was like oh for london and he was like if you think that's the block you've got a big shot coming so i think the training for this is going to be very different and that's kind of why i sort of wanted to change as well do you know what in what way it's going to be different any no uh i well i think it's just been more intensity to be honest more intensity at marathon pace or quicker overall uh no i don't think quicker i think there's but sort of a couple double session days sort of big double session days um will you continue two sessions and the long run as well it's like a two-week schedule is it so it it's not really yeah it's not really you can't really sort of look at it like that so in the two weeks is it five sessions usually it's kind of like three and then yeah so yeah three and two yeah i think that works best to be honest with you if you can fit it into i always say, say this to a lot of people um i think there's a lot of people who, who marathon training want to run fast but if, when they work full time it's ideally you'd kind of one week do a tuesday friday sunday and then maybe a wednesday saturday but yeah, it's kind of that. somebody to do a Friday long session when they're working full time could be quite difficult. But if you can do that, I'd go for it. I think that works nicely. 
Anyway, yeah, um, Shane, can you match 100 miles at six minute mile in? Yes, I can do better <laughs> than that. I did 62 miles at probably an eight minute pace. Now, I don't know what my pace was. Um, so, 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 we need to go back to Monday. So, Monday after Telford, obviously, uh, similar to Josh, I was a little bit demotivated slash motivated uh feeling a bit frustrated but also a bit like i need to get back on it i need to sort myself out for valencia uh so typical 70 say 70 to 75 minute recovery i would prescribe myself um interestingly i obviously mentioned the stitch last week and i normally when i get it in a race i feel like on a cool down i feel it like afterwards um and i didn't feel anything from telford so i was uh okay about that and then actually monday i could feel it but when i woke up and i was fine normally i wake up i can feel it and then a few hours sitting at a desk and it must have exacerbated something and then on the run it my abs start to tighten and that was um 73 minutes at 7:14 pace uh next day i went to the gym and ended a run afterwards um it was a bit quicker it was so cold i had a lot of layers on and yeah, again, I could feel my abs a bit more on that one, actually, but it was fine in the gym. Uh, my legs did, did feel really good, actually. But it was no surprise from the, the low week and the half-completed race. Um, so session on uh, Wednesday was meant to be a bit of a um, bit of an easier session. So we did 16 lots of 400 on, 400 off. And... Um, the 400 on was only really meant to be around about 10k effort, maybe quicker if you felt good towards the end. And 400 off is actually it's quite a significant chunk of recovery. Um, we went a bit slower because it was very cold, and where we did them on the path was the only slippery. So we 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 did this near where we have the park run, uh, Doddington Hall. So the park run course is a two and a half k out and back, and we we gritted it the week before. And so that was mostly quite dry where we run this section. It's like a measured patch. Um, and that was like quite frosty, but it wasn't actually too bad to run on. I want my streak flies. Nice to be back in those. Uh, and it wasn't too bad. I, I think I averaged about 72s for the ons, but I, I mean, I was more cold at the end of the session than the start. I had a lot of layers on. Um, so yeah, that one bad, but it was interesting because it, it felt really, really easy, as you'd expect. But in the last two reps, my legs were killing me. And I was a bit like, oh no. Um, but then it dawned on me that you know, I did a near enough a three-mile warm-up, and the session was <clears throat> an eight-mile session. So actually, you're doing those last two hundred, uh, last four hundreds at 10k effort when you've actually done a fair bit of running. Um so I kind of forgot the length of the session. And then with a three-mile, well, just over three-mile cool-down, you know, it's a pretty significant, was that a 14-odd-mile day? A 14-odd-mile session in total. So, um, so yeah, that was a lot harder than I expected, to be honest. But it probably was just the duration of the session. It's because you've, um, on your last two recoveries, broken seven-minute mile in for the 400. <laughs> Rapid. That, that's, yeah, that's what fatigued me. Must have been... <laughs> Um and and one one way was horrible, so we did like sort of one one way. We started in the middle, four hundred to eight hundred, and then 
400 to zero, if that makes sense. And going um, uh, going east was 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 horrible. It was it was quite windy actually, and it was so cold that wind. So those tended to be the slower, more difficult efforts, but it just meant you could chill out when you when you turned around. Um, but yeah, that was okay. Um, it gave me some new ideas in terms of how it felt. I've not actually done that before. We always used to like sixteen fours off a minute or forty five on a track, so it was different. So next day, uh, ten mile recovery, seven twenty four pace. Um, similar to to how Josh feels easy in jogs, this did not feel easy. A jog, so you know I'm normal. So I let my body do the talking when it needs what it needs to do. Uh, Friday. Sorry. However, do you not think if you did run a bit quicker, you might feel a bit better? Possibly. Exactly. Possibly. So when you're doing your recovery days or easy days, are you just running whatever pace your body needs to recover at or basically yeah i mean i'll never look at my watch this time of year it's freezing so my watch won't even be visible um some i don't know sometimes i might stop and start my watch at rose i don't don't really track that what i do i think i stop them at rose but so that yeah i might be running a bit quicker than what it suggests but like days like today was interesting because i was tired all day so my body probably needed to go that slow Tuesday, I wasn't tired at all, and I'd just been in the gym, so I'd had some neuromuscular stimulation. I'm honestly, I'm fascinated by it. Like, so Josh, almost the same day, has done a recovery run at five fifty fives, or an easy run, sorry, at five fifty fives, and you've done one at seven twenty fours. You're roughly in the same ten k shape. That's a minute and a half per mile difference, which is big. And let's put it this way: I had a lot more free time in my evening than she did. <laughs> but you, I suppose, you're you're running with people. But Josh was also running with people. I thought maybe it's Josh running on his own, and you go a little bit quicker on your own. But he's forcing people into these runs as well. So yeah, I don't... if they can't keep up, I did the the sensible thing. I left him. <laughs> <laughs> I made him more jump back on his own. It's, it's very. I mean, look. Luckily for me. The main two people I train with are Tom and Ronnie. So we, we're basically, we're doing the same sessions as well. So we're, we're essentially doing the same training most of the time. And it's, it's so it's very rare one of us will feel different to the other. Um, Ronnie was pretty tired on the session the day before. He canned it at like halfway. Um, Isn't it, it's just fascinating. Like you've got you two a similar age, similar shape. And Josh... His ability to recover is far, I would say, based on what he does, is far better than yours. Like he's doing, no, he's got his normal text on. He's doing two <laughs> sessions, or you're doing the one session. He's doing two sessions in the in midweek plus a long run. You're doing usually one session and your long run session. And yeah, it's it's yeah. interesting. I it don't is- know. Yeah. It is interesting. I don't. I. I. I mean. All right. We're laying to Josh a lot because you know he's a prat. But so am I. I can take it, don't or, worry. Are, are we the prat? Wait. You wait. You wait. Maybe we are. But there's there's many ways to skin a cat. Many um, ways to skin a tiger. I've only, I've only tried a couple. 
anyway, and um, <clears throat> I think you you just have to respect what you are. You, you I definitely do not have the recovery powers of Josh. Um, if I have a bad night's sleep, I'm wiped out. Like, uh, uh, you know, I get more stressed than I used to get. So all of these things have an impact. Um, sometimes my diet's crap. But I also don't feel I actually have the time to do the double days, to do more training. And even when I have tried to deliberately run at 6.30s, it's killed me off. <laughs> so, um, and obviously when, back when you used to train with us there, and like all our runs would be under seven minute miling. I think the difference then is, okay, okay, I got my stitch. So I might have to talk more about Ronnie than me. But the difference is nowadays we get to races way more ready to race. And in the past, some of our performances were so enigmatic. And I I, I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that enigmatic nature of some of my past performances was just down to not really having a grip on turning up ready to race. Um, so I do generally, like last uh, last week, obviously, it was very easy. I had two rest days. Runs were shorter. Sessions were easier. And I, I can't believe how good I actually felt for Telford. Um so, you know, and I did, I did do a little bit of quicker running last week, or sorry, I did less slower running last week. So I do think it depends. Um, it's highly contextual. I won't completely lay into people for running fast because I, I do agree with you. You know, some people, they, they will struggle to run too slow. Um, the me- mechanics come into it and, and all sorts. Anyway, I, I'm, I, I'm asking all these questions because I need you two to prolong your week <laughs> because when you come to mine, <laughs> you can understand what real runners do these days yeah we we need to coach you. you should do half your week like me and half your week like josh and see what happens okay right anyway what day are we on we're on thursday so that was thursday recovery so going into friday uh did some hill sprints and so we did six by 15 seconds steep hill sprints with a walk down so they're they're, they're hard they're really hard um, so we we bulk it out of a bit more running either side of it. So before I did just under thirty five minutes, seven twenty pace, ended the hills, and then afterwards I was going to do another thirty five, but uh, we were bollocks. That what I was going to throw up it was horrendous. Those hill sprints were awful. I had no control over my body. They were so slow. I had no power, and I felt excruciatingly sick after three of them. Um, so Sorry. probably. Josh, are you still doing hill sprints with Rob or Stride? No, no, not really. Don't you don't really do much sort of speed stuff at all, really? Interesting, because you did a lot, didn't you, with before? Yeah, I was doing. Yeah, yeah, I was doing them quite a lot with Matt. Josh does his during his first mile. <laughs> uh, the fastest, the fastest stuff I've really I've done is I've done a bit of five k stuff. Um, but yeah, most generally 10k stuff is the fastest stuff I do. I think like the, the difference for me is I I'm not gonna do a spring marathon. Um I again if if my abdominal thing stays around, I'm gonna have to drop down to three Ks and less uh to race anyway. So I need to start working on some speed generally. And again, um we've got Valencia 10k and then we're going into Batsy 5k. So I need to try and keep an element of speed in had- You've had your suggestions from the listeners, though, of what to do about your stitch. We have, and they've all been very useful. Um, Sandra told me to get a standing desk. I think she's onto something because it does get worse when I sit. Um, Elliot's explained 
plenty about what he's had with his. And to be fair, Warren told me to listen to uh, Brett Robinson, um, the best Robinson in the world. And uh, I've not done that yet, but I will. So I'll listen to those. So hopefully we'll get there and I can run a marathon and run like 2.12. That's going to be easy, isn't it? Still going to be on me. <laughs> yeah, I'll be lurking like I was at Telford and then we'll just stop at different points. Yeah. Um, so Saturday I did a dog jog um, just around Common. That was all frozen. Uh, so in total, I think I did about an hour. Um, I forgot my what. You're not getting away with this. You skipped from Saturday to the end of your week without mentioning why you didn't run Sunday. <laughs> so I didn't run Sunday because I was poorly. And I think yeah, I think I'm allergic to beer and a lot of beer. I felt horrendous. So I need to stop drinking. Um I don't have a problem. Or drink less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah, but I can't like I can have a one beer at home, that's fine. But I need to start driving or something when I go out because if I have three pints, that's it. I'm 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 in for the long haul and I just can't handle the hangovers. They're awful. Yeah. It's five and drive, isn't it? <laughs> Devin and Devin. <laughs> so oh, might have cut that. Anyway. Yeah, we'll that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was naughty. I had a few too many beers on Saturday and I thought it'd be okay on Sunday and I was not. So I did not run. So my week ended at 62 miles. Um, so I was the I was the long run shy of hitting 80. Um, but that being said, steady progression from the week before, because the week before I did 43. So um this week I need to get back on it. That was my week. Solid. Um, yeah, about your, your two days. Well, yeah, my my week is is brief. I mean, we recorded the podcast, didn't we, on on Monday, and we had the discussion about making sure I ran every day and going onto the treadmill. So, got onto the treadmill about half past eight on Monday evening. Got a little bit carried away because I wanted to do ten miles, but. I also wanted to finish fairly quickly and I thought I'd just impress Josh by speeding up every kilometre. And basically I worked out with about four miles to go. If I sped up to a certain pace, I could do 10 miles in 65-ish minutes. So that's what I did. But I finished with a sub-minute mile. Um, and it felt absolutely fine at the time. But Tuesday morning, it's a bit sore. So <laughs> it sort of paid. I mean, I couldn't run Tuesday morning anyway. And I was busy at work. And I intended to do my session Tuesday evening um, before I was going out. And I just got busy at work. And, and it sort of got to the point where I only had an hour. And I could have done an easy run for an hour, but I just decided... No, I'm going to go get ready to go out for my big Helps and Harriers club night where all six of us attended, including Josh's dad. Um, luckily for me, Mr. Morris was driving, so we kept it, kept it, yeah, kept it low key. I had, Shane, I had two pints. <laughs> I also think I'm allergic. 
Jenny's <laughs> mum says it's is potentially to draft beer, so I'm just going to go with that. Apparently, okay. she, she's not good off draft beer either. Yeah, so Wednesday morning, I had two beers in the space of, what, like nearly three hours and a curry, and I was hungover. Two pints. And I, I went to... So I dropped Eliza off at nursery Wednesday morning, and I was going to run, do my half an hour easy in the morning, then going to do a session in the afternoon. I felt sick on the drive. I was like, I'm just going to go home. And then went home and I kept trying to eat something and stuff and just didn't feel right. So anyway, I also think I then started to get ill. I had a bit of a cold slash sinusitis. So yeah, took the rest of the week off. Anyway, no. So Saturday, um, I, I agreed to join Hannah on her session. I'm just trying to pull up now. So she's training for Seville and what are we nine weeks out, I want to say now. So I gave her a session of six by three KFK easy, sort of three mile up, three mile down. It's about 21 miles, I think. In my head, I thought, yeah, I can go do that. So it was quite icy, as you know. So I jogged over, we jogged over to this this sort of 3k stretch we did out and back. But the between about 2.2k and 2.8k, it was like thick frost. So it was just all white. And it was one way it was a slight gradient. And the first rep was absolutely fine. You went through it and you thought, oh, it's a little bit slippy. But the third and the fifth rep, you could really feel my legs sort of slipping. Anyway, we ran pretty well. I think we finished the last couple of reps. Well, the last rep was sub six minute miling. So quick for her, uh, you know, sort of suggests. I think we could maybe look at mm, a quick time. I'm not going to say because I think she listens. So we're not going to say right now. But, um, but yeah, I felt okay. But I could feel it by rep five, six. I was definitely feeling it. Six, I was hanging on. Sub sixes was starting to hurt the cool down we did three miles and it just reminded me josh of you on the long run because we me and her started talking about she lived in god manchester and that got me to the story of josh bonking <laughs> the, long run. the worst run of my life and that's how i felt we run eight minute mile in and i was hanging hanging on like i was sore my my glutes and my calves were like tight because it was really cold and I'd not ran all week. Anyway, I got in the car, drove home, got home, went to get out of the car and couldn't walk. I had to hold the wall to, to walk into the house. I got into the house and I crawled up the stairs and got in the bath. And I was fine once I'd been in the bath. So my legs had just seized up. I've never had it in my life, not after a marathon or anything. But it must have been the Shame. Just, just imagine... Eliza thinking that's my dad. She laughed. <laughs> she she actually came and, and saw me at the bath <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was not good. Anyway, I said to Hannah, "That's going to kickstart my my training week." Sunday, I was sore and still not feeling great, so I did have a restful day on Sunday. But however, rest assured kick-started the week this week, double-dayed to today. So we are back. So this week is going to be good. We, we are. Um, 
However, when was the last time you ran on a Tuesday? Yes, but <laughs> I'm off work. So it should be fine this week. It, the, last, the issue last week was Jenny was away Monday night through to Friday morning. She got back at 2am Friday morning. So... That's not gonna, Josh would have been out at 2.01am, mate. Yeah, that's not an excuse. <laughs> he would have, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't argue with that. Anyway, I I think we're... Well, on my treadmill run tonight, I think we're... I was thinking we're about 18, 19 weeks from London. Uh, 18. So Don't worry, I'm not counting. Eight, 18 yesterday, was it? Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking... If I can get into it, I will train for it. And I'll tr- I'll try and target a sub two twenty. So I'm gonna try and enter it now. I'm then also potentially gonna try and enter Berlin and Valencia. Both. And just do free marathons and just make sure I've entered big races because I think it's the only thing that forces me to train. I don't I can't enter ten Ks and it makes me motivated to run, but the thought of a marathon makes me get into a structure i hope <laughs> it's my hope um um why don't if you can't get into london why don't you look at manchester i've done manchester before and don't it won't motivate me dropping out of london there's gonna be more people watching there's a lot more pressure but i'm not put i'm i'm going for a he knows about that i'm going <laughs> True. i'm gonna go to honestly right now my thoughts is go to london go through half in 70 30 which should feel, if I've trained, should feel controlled and have a, a just a good experience of a marathon again. I'm not really, I'm not going to go for a PB. So I might as well, I'll run it within whatever feels comfortable and just try and run a respectable time. Um, Do you want me to get you on the Active Edge Elite Marathon plan? Yes. Great. So, yeah, terrible week, but... I had a bit of motivation on the treadmill run tonight. I think I think I still do the 10k at New Year's Eve and see where I'm at, but I just don't know. The cold weather was not helpful to me this week. I've just gone soft. I've got a spare entry for Valencia if you want one. 10k. Get all the boys out there. I don't want to run 10k in Valencia. You get me a, you get me a marathon entry. I'll be happy with that. Do it four times then. <laughs> And then do a 2K wrap at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, Strava leaderboard. Has anyone got it? Or I've, got it I've got it open. <clears throat> um, so, oh, that's a hard name to pronounce. So, top in the leaderboard with 120 miles. And I'm just going to check their picture because I'm not sure if that's a boy or a girl. Uh, it's what? a boy. Jan Schleback. I've butchered that. Schleiback, maybe. Schleiback. Okay. Yeah. And I want to point out actually his longest run. And this is legit because I know, you know, Reese Edwards, he did this as well, but he didn't finish it. His longest run was 98.5 miles. Yeah. Yeah. It was 100 mile in Australia. Don't, don't give any is... ideas of how to heal you. <laughs> oh, that just sounds horrid. Right. To be honest. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> the leading woman. <laughs> she must listen because she changed last week. 
is Christine now with a prawn emoji. Yeah. Um, she's run 89.3. So oh, dear, that, that made me laugh. She's based in Canada. Nice. Um, so, again, international leaderboard for the week. Um, yeah. I it was just about to sort it by average pace because... I'm the first well, legit one. You're not. Oh, I have to be. Nah. I was playing. looking a week. Dylan Mitchard did five miles. Yeah. Week at five days. Philly Bowden, one run, 7.6 miles at five inch sixes. Um, and Ian Ferguson did three runs, equaling 10 miles, 602s. Nice. None of them, none of them are counted. Anyway, the next three, which are kind of legit, are all based in Cardiff. So, interesting training methods going on. Do you know what? Dan Hamilton is a man I need to start running with. Kieran? Kieran doesn't really run with people. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on um, to session of the week. Shane, you've had Kenyon Hills in for a while, so should we go for it? Just before we do that, I was on the leaderboard and I was about to comment uh, how good I am because I was ranked third so far this week. Yes, it's Monday. I refreshed and I'm now fourth. Fuming. Anyway, right. session of the right. week. Right. One more fact from the leaderboard because I've just sorted it by elevation. Mark Horseman, 67. His watch, nah, his watch is broken. Nah. I've checked this one before. Oh. I was going to say, Mark, I was impressed. So he's done 14,000 feet of elevation and 67 miles. Oh, yeah, he, he lives He lives in Cardiff. I'm telling you, that's wrong. <laughs> he's been doing Josh's first mile. <laughs> 18 okay. times a day. Right, session of the week. So we've got down Kenyon Hills, haven't we? We have. Uh, so Kenyon Hills, loads of ones would have heard of this because got a fancy name. Essentially, find a hill, run up and down it, at a consistent effort. Consistent? Yeah, consistent effort. So give us an example. So like hard, hard up, hard down? Uh, Hard up, hard down. Within reason, if you pick a really steep hill, it is probably not wise to go hard down. But, but then, I would say you probably shouldn't pick a steep hill to do them on. No, I wouldn't. I think that the best things with you can get like um uh like like grass or commons or somewhere where you can actually just pick random routes and basically like um what you might do is set blocks of effort. So it might be like three by ten minutes, uh two by eight minutes, depends on obviously what what type of race you're heading into. But if I was to say uh, do three by 10 minutes um what i'm hoping to do really is i probably would be working a little bit harder up than down but overall i want to be around about my threshold um again if you're doing uh less volume at higher intensity but yeah you don't want to go too steep because you don't really want to be recovering down the idea is that you're keeping it a fairly consistent effort um so again you also want a hill that's not on a gradient where you lose running form. Um, so, yeah. But I think they're really good addition. I think they mix things up. It's a nice bit of threshold work, a uh, nice bit of 10K work. If you're someone who wants to run across countries, I think it's probably a bit more important because you need to get used to a change in rhythm from a change in gradient. Um, in terms of recovery in between any blocks, whatever you want. But Again, if you're heading into a marathon or a half, you probably want to only have like 90 seconds to three minutes recovery in between the blocks. Any additions? 
No, I think what you said was about right for me. When I've done them, I've done blocks of like three by 10 minutes or two by 15 minutes or 20 minutes block. Um, I also go slightly harder up and then steady down. I don't really push it on the way down. Um, yeah, that's what I've done before as well. And they are fantastic for cross country, um, especially if you can do them on the on the grass hill because it just teaches you to, yeah. Just I think, and I think as well, just uh, you you just provoke my brain a little bit. Um, I think sometimes when you are going a bit harder down, as long as you've got a gradient that's safe to do so, but it, it is contextual with how you run. If you've got a long stride and you're like you've got a quite a heavy heel striker, if you're going down hard, that's probably going to be a bit harmful to you, especially if you've not done it before. That being said, if you can build your ability to go a little bit harder down. You, you're able to put a lot more force through your body and it actually can double up as great core work and, and actually a bit of strength work. But there's there's a fine line there because, yeah, if, if you just go hard down all the time you, and you're not used to it, you'll pick up injuries and niggles. Yeah. I mean, I've got a very short stride, as you know, so I'm good going up, not so quick going down. You said heel strikers going down. The best downhill runner I know is another Robinson, Steve Robinson. And he's a big heel striker, but he's fantastic going downhills. Um, but he's had that taught to him from somebody, feral runner, because those feral runners are insane going downhills. Oh, they're bonkers. Yeah, bonkers, aren't they? Anyway, um, I think they're great. And you, I, I've also done them with the addition of um, some reps on the flat afterwards. I've done like five by two minutes afterwards on the flat or some minute efforts on the flat just to add some extra stimulus to it. So yeah, good session. Hmm. Um, like them. One of Nick Anderson's favorites. Um, so let's head to the news. First bit of news, doping news. Do we, do we know what I did listen to question? Oh yeah, we do Josh. You, you should be in charge of this podcast. Um, yeah. You can read it. Have you got it open? Yeah. So this comes from Steve Robson. Very similar to Steve Robinson, actually. Um, and he's asked, hi, boys, how much rest should I have after a marathon? I've seen some people go straight back into running, but should I be taking a few days or weeks off post the race? What do you think, Josh? So I think I you definitely should rest. Um, but I think it's very much down to you more mentally i would say than physically when you want to start back to get back running so for me personally and it probably depends how the marathon's gone if the marathon's gone great i might not actually want to get straight back into running if it's gone terribly i might want to start running sort of sooner rather than later i personally wouldn't run the day after but what i might do is sort of two days after go on the spin bike and maybe do sort of 15 minutes of really really easy and just probably set up my phone um, just I'm not yeah, genuinely I would because um, right. you don't need any intensity just do something to get some sort of sort of heart rate increase um, but I don't think there's sort of a hard fast rule for it really um, I mean if I was to sort of if you wanted sort of someone to say what should I do I'd probably say have a week of no running but if you want to go on the bike feel free to go on the bike but don't certainly do anything hard and then you can start sort of 
jogging the week after. But I admit, I certainly wouldn't do a session that first week. Cool. That would be yeah, nice. Yeah, I think I think Josh's answer was 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 spot on. Um, as a rule, if I ignore context, I think everybody should have two to three weeks off. But I think it's very difficult to go from training for a marathon, doing all that exercise, and then just going into nothing. I appreciate that's quite a hard thing to do. So if people do have access to turbos or the bike or the gym, swim, get themselves out for walks, I think I think activity should be replaced for much easier activity. Obviously, as Josh, Josh said, subjected to how the race itself has gone. If it's gone horrendous, for an injury reason or like you just really struggled or you've not trained properly and then therefore the marathon itself has, has ruined you a lot more or you're not in super shoes. Um, you're going to have, you're going to, your body's going to be battered. And, um, you know, one interesting thing I remember reading years ago, I think it was about Kipchoge is what he would do after a marathon would actually run the day after uh, or like one or two days after the marathon, apparently he would go for a run. I don't know if he if he does this or not. I didn't see any validation. But to see how his body felt, as in like, was his hips or was his knees? Or was there anything specific that he needed to think about before going into his rest? And then they would have like a lot of weeks off and then a lot of weeks of really no exercise or minimal running at all. Yeah. Uh, that's professional. Just on that. I've obviously been to a lot of, and Josh has been to a few elite hotels after marathons, and you do see a variety of different ways to recover from marathon. There is a few who go out for a run the next morning. My favourite was watching Derek Hawkins try and run the day after the marathon. Mm-hmm. Steph Twelve was also running with him. She looked fine. His start of, well, his first probably five minutes or what you could see of his run was if anything, a fast walk. Um, and then he got into a bit of running. I think they they often do 20 minutes of something the next morning just to flush the legs out and then go into rest. So similar. I've I've not seen Hipchoke go out the next day. There's certainly none of the Kenyans I've seen at a race hotel have been out for a run the next morning. Um, but they might do. They might just go at a different time. Um, yeah, I don't know yeah. where I read it, but I read something. Yeah. They might do. Anyway, um, my other question to you is, you obviously coach runners who who do marathons and you will set them rest periods after the marathon. As a percentage, how many of them follow a rest period? Zero percent. No, I'd actually probably say a high... mm, This is a cop-out answer. I'd probably say a high percentage because with most most of my runners, I I try to actually chat about the rest. Mm. Um, because some just can't do it. Some like really need to get that running done. Some absolutely love it. Um, I love, I love, I love not running. <laughs> um, and that's even after a ten k or you know after a peak event. But I think the main thing I try to address is the the if you are someone who's going to have to run more when your body should be resting, just expect a much longer overall recovery. So if you're not going to rest at all and you're going to run most days, maybe it's going to take you two months for your body to recover. Um, so it means you can run, you can train. You're just going to feel crap doing it. You're going to be on a, you're going to be on a, a finer threshold of of tipping the balance. Um, so 
I try to have this discussion with people and actually we usually come to an agreement, even if it is no running for five days at all, and then start doing something like. Yeah. So I also do similar. I, I, I do have that discussion, but I would say the majority of athletes want to run within a week. Um, so I, sh- I do think people should have 10 days to two weeks off. Um, but myself, I've gone straight into running the next week. I think after one of my PBs at London, I ran almost 50 miles that next week. I ran the next day with Josh and a few others, did like five miles at sub sevens. Um, I was sore. And yes, you're right. It did impact my recovery in the long run. On the flip side, I've done 10 days off, played football on the second week, full 90 minutes, 11 aside, not played in like 10 years, ached for another week and then managed to run close to a PB at Highgate off nothing. So you don't lose fitness. I think it's important to do some sort of active recovery, if that's walking or another sport or something, just as Josh said, (laughs) um, just spinning the legs will help. But yeah, I do see a lot of people getting back into things far too quickly. And they also tend to get back into things on top of illnesses as well. A lot of people are ill post-marathon and they Mm. then try and get back into training when they're slightly ill and not recovered. And as you said, it's not doing you any benefits in the long-term recovery period. So yeah, just trust that. Yeah. Trust the, trust the process as much. I hate that saying. And, um, try and recover for two weeks and if that involves a little bit of running so be it but yeah make just... sure those runs are slow and you can enjoy them mm. as i said to i've said to a few people who've done marathons late there's not many periods in the year when you can run and well you should be you should be able to enjoy but but run <laughs> and really really relax and not worry about pace non-structured sessions just enjoy the run for being out and that if you accept that it's just a fantastic i love it like you shane i love just being able to not do anything and just recover so anyway i think we've answered that one enough let's go into the news now um doping news first from kenya well actually from turkey these days is is kaya is that how you say his name josh aris kaya Aris Kaya. so two-time eurocross winner um has been given a, I think he's been given a three-year ban. It was initially Mm. four years. Obviously, they take a year off because he's admitted what a load of bollocks that is. But yeah, um, hopefully that's him done and we don't see him again because by the looks of it, he's been doping for a long, long time. Um, My favourite actually was a post from Jimmy Gressier on, I think it was on Instagram, I'm not going to... I've, I've got a translation. Can you translate it for us? Because I have I've, no idea what he said. I've got a translation, but it, I think the translation came from Google Translate. So I'd imagine some of the words are stronger. It starts with the doping bunch of fat, weak, lazy, they who don't train their heart or their head. I imagine it was stronger worded than that. Um, basically saying clean athletes pay the consequences People ask me, why can't you make the medals? Why do you only finish 13th at the Worlds? And that's why. And 
is pretty honest. Um, and it's it's what makes it a horrible sport. You know, you've got people out there who are clean and who are training hard and doing everything they can to be successful and then getting questioned and then not getting funding or not getting medals, not making earnings from a career because of people who are cheating in front of them, I think is pretty much what he's saying. Um, and I'm glad for one that he spoke out because more people should. And as he said, that's why I don't hide myself away. I'm not afraid to speak up and say what he feels. Um, yeah. Shame, isn't it? But hopefully more and more get caught and we can try and clean up the sport. I think I saw a post from Charlie Grice too who said, mm-hmm. let's start banning the agents and managers who we all know are allowing this to happen and should clean up the sport. But for some reason, it's not as simple as that. Who knows? Well, the simple formula is where there's money, there's corruption, right? That's in, in all walks of life. And there is money at the top end. Um, but I, I think that the, I guess one of the problems is that the disparity is it is someone like, like Jimmy won't be getting much money at all to be yeah thirteenth at the world, um, like whereas those winning these major marathons and winning these events they're getting a lot of money but their agents are getting huge cuts. Yeah. So yeah, I think Charlie Grice is right. Right. Let's go into some. Pre-Christmas racing, more positive news. Over to America first, San Diego Half Marathon. Josh Kerr, the 8.1500-meter Olympic runner for GB, Impressive. just knocked out a 63.44 Half Marathon. Not bad range, is it? That is bloody good. I wonder why he did it. Yeah, I was also thinking, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, I suppose he... He can't be doing that much kind of work in training for. Is no. he's more? Also, than I mean, what's his running. long run? I, mean, I imagine it's not like 10, 12 miles. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, probably. that makes it like really impressive. Yeah, I, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he actually does in a week. I don't know if that's documented anywhere, but to see how he's sort of or why he's done that in winter, but impressive as you're saying, nonetheless. The best uh, range I've seen since Johnny Hay. Indeed. Um, over to France next for the, what are we going to call it, Josh? Who who is, I think. Who is. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what i call it. It's a 10K with a carnage start. So what happened with the start? I saw a video earlier. <laughs> yeah, so basically, um, I think there was a motorbike which was in the wrong place, which... I mean, the start itself, regardless of the motorbike, is nonsense. It's basically, you've got like, what, a 20, 30 metre run, and then there's a central reservation, and you've got a split across each side. Um, but on one side, there was a motorbike, and there was quite a lot of people um, falling. So there was one of the Brit girls, I think, L, I think, is the same 20 man? Yes, L20. She fell, and then then I think she still ran decent time, to be fair to her, but... Um, yeah. Look pretty grim because she got stampeded as well. I've got the results actually. So first Brit home was step twelve in a thirty-two fourteen, which is a not a, what marathon did she do? Berlin? No, not Berlin. Uh, something later, wasn't it? Yeah, that's why I've seen on something recently. Anyway, not bad recovery from whatever she did. Um, and then L twenty was ninth in thirty-three twenty-eight, 
Hanavina 10th in 33-30 and Tess McCormick 13th, 34-03. Men's wise from the Brits, Phil Sessman 19th and 28-51. I think the race was what, one in, what, 27 ish Q and Clements 29-03 for 25th and Ian Crow Wright 29-48-54. Anyone I've missed out? Uh, it's a solid 10k action out there. I think Kieran was a little bit quicker than he was at Telford. Which was yeah, about 10 15 seconds, I think. Yeah, um, next I'm going to Thailand. And if anybody wants to name a running race, then take note from the ties. Um, this was called the Bang Sun 21. The finest running ever event ever, twenty twenty two. So, must have been that way. What I found interesting was they must have spent some serious money because they have got oh Charlie Perdue run who we'll go into in a second, but Helena Beery won the the women's race, so they've got some decent names over to. I think it was south of Bangkok, um, so. And I think it started in the dark and there was, I think from reading from Charlie's Instagram, there's a K which was lined with monkeys and it was warm. And anyway, Charlie Perdue finished sixth in 72.26. She was on a flight over to Australia to train this winter. So not bad jet lag. I think she's got a nice little payday. So not a bad way to spend your layover, is it? Um, knocking out a half marathon in Thailand. Anyway. Um, home soil next. Josh's patch. Do you not go over to the Cardiff Met Christmas Classic, Josh? Still my long run, mate. Yeah, but Sessman's shown you've got out of range. Surely you think you can <laughs> drop a sub eight ten out? No, not for me. Anyway, our favourite Oshin Perrin. That's correct, still, isn't it? Yeah. Oshin, yeah. Um, eight oh four oh nine for the win. There's been a few sub yeah, eight. That, that's solid because he's um he's been injured quite a lot this year. So any other results from Cardiff Met? I only got that result. Uh that was probably the standout one I would say. So last of all we'll go to Friday night. So in the UK, Friday night was well, Thursday night was was down to minus six to minus eight in many places. I think in the day it probably reached minus two as a high, um, or maybe maybe zero. London no different, and I saw a picture from Battersea Park in the morning, and then again early at lunchtime, and the paths were less than ideal. There was no way racing was going to happen. So those organisers, much like Dave from Telford, have work some magic to make sure a race gets on that evening and not only does it get on but the athletes were able to run fast so they must have put a lot of grit down and done a lot of work to that course so well done to the guys at light um batsy under the lights who run a few events these days there's usually a quick 5k in the summer there's been one in the winter as well isn't there and i think they're looking to put a few yeah. more on um henry mcclucky was first over the line in 23.37. Um, second was Adam Clark in 23.46. And third 
Johnny Escalante Phillips in 2350. Um, pretty deep fields. I think the top 15 to 20 were under 25 minutes, maybe a bit more. There's a big, big chunk of guys around 24 flat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very, very solid on a very cold night because I've seen pictures and it, it does look very cold. Um, on the women's side, Danny Chatterton, Chatterton won the race in 27.45. Adam Weir second, 28.20, and Sarah Winston third in 28.45. So, so yeah, speedy times in London. Um, now, I saw Ross Braden, marathon runner, didn't have the best run. I did see on Instagram that he had a few things stolen. Was that the yeah. same day as the race? Yeah, it was. I mean, at the time of the race, he got his bag and two pairs of trainers next. Oh, so he didn't steal his race shoes and his race. No, kit. no, I think his race. Yeah, um, yes. What is like? But could you imagine? It's like minus three, minus four. Yeah, gone to get your clothes and they're gone. Oh, be awful. Yeah, it's less than ideal because he will probably run back to his or the tube or whatever as well, won't he? And in a sweaty, cold running kit. Yeah, not ideal. No, thank, no, thank you. Anyway, boys, that's about it for this week. So let's start with you, Josh. What you got planned for the big Christmas week? I've got a little surprise for you, Aaron. I'm coming back to Peterborough on Wednesday. Wednesday? Yeah, do you want to do some runs? Well, not after I've seen your week. No. <laughs> I've only got, no, I've got a two-mile tempo on Thursday. You can manage that. You can you can definitely muster that up. Thursday, two-mile tempo? Yeah. Shane's off to me a session already. Well, yeah, do you want to Come on with me. Um, so yeah, I'm in Peterborough. Um, seeing my dad before he ditched me for Christmas. Going going skiing. Wasn't invited. Um, that's about it, really. Not much yeah, else. I, I asked him at the the meal on Tuesday, "What are you doing with Josh for Christmas?" And he said, "I'm I'm going away." Yeah, well, I, I said to him, "What are we doing for Christmas?" He said, "Well, I'm going skiing." <laughs> so cheers. Um, Shane, what you got planned? Yeah, uh, it's Christmas, isn't it? On Sunday, so been off Christmas. Do you know what I picture? I picture you know that scene from Peaky Blinders where they're in the the room and there's no fighting. <laughs> That's why I imagine Shane's family like, and he goes, <laughs> and just goes up to them all, <laughs> and it's no fighting, no fighting. And no, good as gold. Good as gold. Uh, now this week, uh, normal work week, I need to start another assignment. Um, I need to not sack off running. Uh, get back on it, cause a few weeks to Valencia. So that's it. And obviously we've got the delight of you now committing live on air that you're coming join us on Thursday for a session. So we've got a lovely session. Yeah, right if it's not if it's not Shane, it's you're running with one of us on Thursday. As I said, and I'm Aaron. I'm very, very flexible. Yeah, yeah good. Um, what about your running? <laughs> that was good. Because my my week is is free, except for I'm off to back home to Suffolk Friday, Saturday. So Wednesday, Thursday, we've got some family over. So need to. Uh, the most thing I've got to schedule in on my days off is went to Normatec for an hour. <laughs> Genuinely. Have you got your car? Yeah. Good. 
um so we can go see the sights of peterborough spins yeah I, I don't have a long run though on sunday go sit in McDonald's I'm... car park for a few hours with your car like the old... <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I don't have a long run next week because I'm racing on Tuesday. Do you want me to tell you something, Mingin? Go on. So, obviously, on Saturday, I had some beers and I was extremely hungry when I finished having beers. So, I went to get McDonald's. Um, so, I ordered two McPlant meals and I was that tired. But that terrible hungry. decision. I ate them in bed and I got sauce all over my bed sheets. Oh. You're a vegetarian? Uh, not, no, I just don't. Eat meat, eat fish. <laughs> so you're pescatarian. When did yeah. you cut out meat? About a year, year ago, ish. Interesting. I did have one chicken wing in May. If you know, having McDonald's is bad. Having vegetarian McDonald's is terrible. Jenny seems to rate it. She thinks we're right. Yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Jenny also went vegetarian, which is why I'm slightly now confused that her and Shane are doing similar things all the time. Anyway, yeah. yeah, so we can go on better dates. I think, I think that's a good place to end. Yeah. Have a good Christmas, boys. And hopefully I'll see you both before then. But listeners, have a good one. We'll see you again next week. Yeah, have a good Christmas, guys. Bye. Shane's not saying bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>